Welcome to It's Complicated, the Couple's Guide podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We're both licensed marriage and family therapists, and today, like every day, (laughs) we're debunking myths and delivering truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us. It's awesome. Episode 40 of It's Complicated. The time has flown. I know, right? This has been a year and a half. So thank you, listeners. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, All right. Today, we're going to answer a listener question. How to build a healthy relationship when partners are very different personalities? I think it's the question supposed to be like, how do you build a healthy relationship when partners are very different personalities? Yes. I think it's a great question. My -hmm. first response is story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Story Um, of our personal and professional lives. (laughs) Straight up. I think it's a great question because it's all encompassing and Mm -hmm. it's not saying when one is this and one is this, it's really saying we're just different people. Right. And Mm -hmm. ideally, and you and I both know this Mm -hmm. from the Imago workup, from what we know about being couples therapists, um, is we often attract, and this is what I tell my couples, you pick somebody just similar enough to your family of origin, oftentimes be like, this is comfortable and just different enough to be like, oh, I could learn from this, right? Mm-hmm. So you do, we do pick people who are different than us, usually either complementary, right? One is super type A driven, schedules everything, and the other one is packing on the way to the airport, right? Like Which one are you, Talia? <laughs> I don't you know what? Let's let's have the listeners take a guess. If I'm type A or go I with know, the flow. Right. <laughs> I can go with the flow once everything's planned. <laughs> no, I am, I'm really great at going with the flow once yeah. we know exactly what we're doing. <laughs> or if somebody else wants to take the lead, I will be a flow goer, but yeah, I yeah. have to feel comfortable that it's going to be yeah. handled and I yeah I how do we click when we have like two personalities that are very like structured <laughs> go plan get it done hmm. Hmm. I think it works pretty well yeah yeah so I think I interrupt are, that that was just funny no I, no, I like it because I was thinking about you I think so we got our you know professional and personal like friendship before <laughs> I was answering this question I was like we are kind of dissimilar though I don't know what it would be like if we were in a dating relationship I think we yeah. drive each other nuts <laughs> Yeah. Well, that goes to the point, like, um, about depending on different personalities and how that can click. Cause sometimes when you have very similar personalities, it can clash. We don't need to get into that per se, but just as a counter thought for listeners, when we're answering the question of when it's different, remember, it's not all rosy and glowy when you have similar personalities, you know, you and me as a fun example, like where we're both like really um, structured, we like control power, we're both very interested in our interests and type (laughs) A, which means we could butt heads probably if it's, if you're like, I want to go to this restaurant, I'm like, no, I want to go to this restaurant. Yes. Mm -mm -mm. But then people are like, but aren't you guys couples therapists? Don't you know? I'm not always that way. I like getting what I like. (laughs) I like getting my way when I'm not at work. (laughs) It's, side note, it's such, it can be really exhausting to, Uh, um, be a couples therapist in our personal lives, uh, for sure. Not to get yeah, on on my it's, um, it's true. you know little mini violin yeah. for ourselves, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're not perfect humans. And sometimes no. when when we're outside of the office, it's mm-hmm. absolutely right for us to set all that stuff aside and just be ourselves, and mm-hmm. you know flaws and all. Yep. Anyway, we digress. 
back to how to build a healthy relationship. How do you build a healthy relationship when um, part, uh, oh my gosh, where'd he go? When partners are very different personalities. There we go. Step one is be honest that you're different Mm. and don't fake it if you're not the way, like if you are very type A, do not try and act chill. Mm. People smell right through it. I I can personally tell you that that's accurate and professionally, like if it's like, oh no, I'm so cool. And everybody does this in the first few months of the relationship. I'm totally chill. It's totally yeah. fine. They cancel yeah. last minute. They do all this stuff right about two months and I'm gonna rip your head off. Like yeah. that's not, I'm not that chill. <laughs> if you're not chill, don't fake being chill. And no. if you are really go with the flow and I'm, I'm know there's a ton of other differences in relationships, but this yeah. is what I often see is like, one is the more, again, mm-hmm. they're at the airport four hours early. And the other yeah. one is like, oh, we have a flight today. Like, yeah, that's a difference I see is yeah. one is type A, one is type B. And I yeah. see you nodding also. So being true to who you are step one of developing a healthy relationship is authentically present yourself to your dating world Mm -hmm. if you're trying to establish that and if you do have the partner continuing to be honest or if you haven't been (laughs) being more honest with them about your likes your dislikes what do you what do you know about yourself so far what are you learning about yourself what areas of growth do you have showing excuse me showing up authentically as i is what I would say is the first step of I love that first step building a healthy relationship. Yeah. Especially absolutely. when you're different. That genuineness of accepting yourself mm-hmm. so you can share that with your your partner. Mm-hmm. And that goes to something actually that we got away from that you were starting to say, which was also that having differences can really help solidify uh, that foundation because mm-hmm. you have different strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people look at the different personalities and think about the weaknesses and how the conflict can arise when you actually join forces with your different strengths then in a relationship you can have a partner who can you know uh, take on their skill set for the world Uh, Mm -hmm. actually you know when we were just chit chatting before the recording an example came up and that is you know i'm very this planner future oriented Mm -hmm. investor kind of thought person and i was in a relationship where my girlfriend was very much like in the moment present experiential Mm-hmm. Uh, we combined really well that way. Mm-hmm. I could be the one kind of looking out of, hey, let's let's work towards large, big, yeah. amazing goals. And mm-hmm. she was like, dude, why don't we just go have fun right now? And blending that together, our strengths is a one was a wonderful way to have a foundation and a strong relationship. Yes, and then I being think genuine. you did it very well. Yeah, and you have to be genuine with yourself and be honest, like you said, to be able to mm-hmm. honor and accept your strengths in that Mm -hmm. part of the relationship Mm -hmm. and acknowledge that if you knew that (laughs) this is what I like to say and it's been said before but Mm -hmm. if you knew that when you married the person you don't get to complain like you get to bring (laughs) it up effectively and and address it but if this is who they've been as long as you've known them like let's say you've established the the relationship on the flip side of it is if you know that about them tough shit like you signed up for it basically if you again if that goes back to if you started authentically and really telling your partner hey I love when you plan things ahead of time because it makes me and this is the um I will say discussion not argument well sometimes but discussion (laughs) that even happens in my office and in my own personal life is the discussion of safety and security in terms of the masculine and feminine energy Mm -hmm. If I am very, and I am very type A, very alpha, very intense, but I am not always that way if my male partner or male counterpart can provide that 
containment and that structure, right? Then I get to soften, be the human being and be the go with the flow one, which may shock people hearing that I can do that, but I can. <laughs> and I think it's knowing that again, step two is what type of relationship do you want to have? Do you want to be the leading energy? Do you want to be more of the, the energy that's being driven by the other partner? Do you want fluidity within that? That would be my step two is once you're really being authentic, kind of ask yourself, where do you want your personal relationship to take you, right? Like if this is a long-term relationship, do you want to be the, the one who is always the planner, the this, the that? If that is truly who you are, right? Step one, authentically, I'm the planner. Do I really want to do that for the rest of my life, my personal life? Maybe, maybe not, right? Having those discussions with your partner to be is also an important step. Yeah. And I think that starts highlighting the values mm -hmm. that might contribute to different mm -hmm. personalities. Because, I mean, personality is a very complex uh, concept mm -hmm. in what we are. So what you're describing is getting that discussion going, understanding yes. that and, and yes. being genuine up front also. So one way to start getting a sense as you, because again, this is how to um, develop and build a healthy mm -hmm. relationship is understand each other's um, characteristics. I love mm -hmm. this like sort of uh, uh, type A, type B. You can think like in introvert, extrovert. Yeah. These are just like personality traits of how mm -hmm. we do the world. But a lot of that's influenced by our values too. Yes. So we true. tend to date people where the values align maybe more than the personality. If you mm -hmm. think that like, um, hey, we both value family. Yes. And one person's an introvert, one person's an extrovert. So the family will overlap. Right. It doesn't have to be. I'm just kind of differentiating different parts of personality. I think that's a good example of a value that to give to yeah. listeners, especially in a yeah. society. Yeah. And my students brought this up in class this week where the values are so <laughs> backwards, like uh, why people are choosing to get into relationships. And one of my students was like, what about when it's super toxic and you're bonding over how just like broken you both are. And I was like, this sounds like you need so much therapy <laughs> in my head. I said that to them. I was yeah. like, it may sound like you need some therapy. And I say that with love, but values wise, we do overlap a lot when we're in it. And, and that can be, we can be different as, like you said, as personality traits, but if we have similar values, you and I see this time and time again with couples we work with, that is what is the glue, right? That yeah. strong fondness and admiration, that connection, that foundation to build a relationship yeah. on if we have similar values, I can look past morning night person. I can look past you like going to dinner before a movie rather than after a movie. Like that's all so inconsequential when it comes to if again, you're building that healthy relationship for the long term. ideally. Yeah. If we have similar values, that would be a huge part that I would include is what are your differences, right? When this person wrote in, you know, when you're so different, mm -hmm. is it fundamental differences or mm -hmm. is it more just like trait differences? Yeah. So looking at the traits, those values. Um, and I think you hint on something when you, I mean, I thought of this when you said um, nighttime, morning time person, lifestyle. Yes, um, lifestyle. What's your lifestyle like? And everyone can have different lifestyles. So you mm -hmm. might align on these traits, you might align on these values, but then have some shifts in, in lifestyle mm -hmm. that are there. And that's okay too. If one person's mm -hmm. a night owl and one person's, um, you know, uh, I don't even know what it's called because I'm the night owl. Uh, one person's a morning bird. person. <laughs> I'm, I am, I can be both, but I'm definitely more yeah, of an yeah. early bird now that I oh. have gotten older. Yeah. Oh man. So those are all fine, but looking at that, and I think it goes back to your core point of accepting and honoring the truth for you, loving mm -hmm. yourself for who you are so you can communicate that effectively as you build this relationship and share it with the person. Mm -hmm. 
And here's a little thing, a little tip and trick for listeners in relationships. And something that I do with couples in my office mm-hmm. is I like to describe and look at a relationship with three pillars. Mm-hmm. The three pillars being respect, liking, and trust. Those simplistically are how I help couples look at these are your three pillars of your relationship. So if you want to build healthy relationships, you need strong pillars of respect, Mm -hmm. liking, and trust. I agree. And different couples might have one or two pillars super strong and the other one or two, depending on the couple, uh, might not be as strong. So we just kind of narrow in on that and talk about it. But in this discussion of personality, three different personalities, those that these might be three topics for you to bring up in your relationship to say like, hey, what do we think about respect, mm-hmm. about what we like doing together or how our trust is and our safety together in relationship yep. and, and see where that can take you because that's where you can really accept yourself and your differences in personality if those three pillars are super strong. Mm-hmm. Um, on that, if they aren't strong, you're noticing, hmm, we're kind of struggling because all oh, these personalities are so different. Mm-hmm. I approach things because, you know, when something comes up, I want to talk about it all the time. And for my partner, they're just like, no, it'll take care of itself. I don't want to talk about it. Let's just have fun. Let's not mm-hmm. bring up, let's not get into conflict. Okay. Those are two different strategies to deal with distress. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe there's this like, man, we're so different in how we do it. How do we build a healthy relationship? Well, mm-hmm. in that example, what's your respect, liking, and trust? What do you like that your, your partner is doing? In these moments, it might be hard to find, but maybe you can really like that um, your partner who maybe wants to just keep it fun and light is someone who's really good at like bringing joy into that. Into yes. relationship. Or the partner who wants to talk about it, you can really like that, man, that person has the courage to come and share and be connected and really wants me to be in relationship with them. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. You know, you, there's always ways to frame that. Yes. Um, trust is you feel safe in that. I'm, I'm skipping through that because I'm being long-winded because I want to get to actually the respect part, yes. which is where the different personality thing is a really great discussion because mm-hmm. there's times where you can look at these values and say, hey, do we align and go check? And then if you don't, have a really honest discussion. Can you agree to disagree? Can I still respect you if you're different than me? I'm going to argue that most of the time it's a yes. If you're talking from this listener's question, when you're right. in a relationship, you have different personalities. Right. You can go, all right, we're different. I accept that. Because it's personality. So, yeah, because yeah, it's personality. There might be sometimes though, where it is a deal breaker. And either it's toxic, like you were suggesting, maybe there's some, some toxicity, which is kind of a buzzword, but we were mentioning mm-hmm. some examples earlier. Um, or is it something where, uh, oh my gosh, like I, I, I just can't respect this. I can't, you know, <laughs> I just, I just am not in, my value is so different yeah. from you. I can't respect. I bet you just thought of an example. <laughs> I just think at? of so many times personally that I've talked to people and yeah. like, I'm so into you this and that and then they explain I don't know some part of their personality parenting style whatever and I was like yeah. oh holy Jesus we are never going to talk after this like yeah. this is not going anywhere because yeah. they're and it's just like and it's okay it's not a judgment against that I yeah. mean sometimes it's a judgment against that person but sometimes it's not about the person specifically it's yeah. if anybody said that this thing and I'm putting like an open parenthesis uh-huh if anybody said this thing was something they held very true, right? Especially yeah. parenting wise, 
I will never spank my child. I will never date anybody who would ever believe in that, who was raised on it. It's, it's literally such a fundamental, like it's a hot button issue for me mm-hmm. that if that comes out of a person's mouth, the date is over, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's non-negotiable. I, it's, it's, it's a me thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I know with many couples, this is where that objectivity comes in. When I'm sitting with them, there's many couples I've worked with who have chosen different lifestyles. I'm not talking like polyamory. I mean, like we were talking about lifestyles earlier, like yeah, yeah. they love going camping and traveling. It's just, they have yeah. just different lifestyle choices that if that were my relationship, I don't think I would have chosen it, mm-hmm. but it's not my relationship. It's just my job to sit there and guide them through whatever they're coming into in the office. Right. So I think when you're building a relationship like this listener is asking, if you can remain objective about those personality differences, it's a lot easier to see, could I respect this person even if they were just a friend, right? Can I apply that same logic? Can I respect any differences we have? Or is this really gonna fundamentally get in the way of us building a relationship? Because some things are so fundamentally different. I can pick a friend who may have different beliefs, values, et cetera, because I don't have to see them all the time and I'm not raising a family with them versus somebody I'm wanting to spend the rest of my life with. I'd like to have things more aligned so that I feel respect. And if you're starting out with obvious disrespect or disdain, I'm just going to make a guess here, not even science-based. I don't (laughs) think it's going to last too long because it's going to sit and fester, right? Yeah. Well, that's where it's a great assessment of like, is this a personality trait where we're different and we accept and we have different yes. strengths and weaknesses? And can maybe learn from a, each other. Yeah. Exactly. Learn from each other, grow together mm-hmm. and grow with each other. Mm-hmm. Or is this a personality difference where I can't respect that difference? So I, I'm, you know, yeah. that, that pillar is not going to be there. It's not going to last. No. Yeah. I agree. Um, another thing I was thinking about when to answer this question, you know, moving mm-hmm. on from those three mm-hmm. pillars of how to build a healthy relationship, even if you have different personalities, is something that I think we as couples therapists have a unique perspective yes. to encourage our clients, and in this case, our listeners, to think about. There are many different ways to live in this world successfully. Mm-hmm. Cut. And the reason why. I think this is important to this question is I hear couples come in all the time with an individuals, you know, people with mm-hmm. understandings, they've organized their life and yep. have learned like, this is a great way to live life. And it probably yep. has been really successful for them. There's so many other ways when someone comes in with like, this is how I live life. Right. And that's how it quote should be in mm. our relationship. Th- there's a little narrow focus that they yes. expect life to be this way Mm -hmm. and it's great if that works for you the thing is there's so many other ways to go about the world we don't need to judge that right we don't need to force ourselves to be pigeonholed in in these ways so that's all the big the broad concept to -hmm. narrow it down really it's like hey we have different personalities so consider hey is there is can can you value i don't use the term value can you appreciate that someone might look at life differently and be just as fulfilled and be just Mm -hmm. as as happy Mm -hmm. and can your relationship be a part of that i agree and it's asking your partner if they have those differences or a different way of life coming at it from a curious stance oh how long have you right and when we hear that buzzword should i love i love pushing because yeah what is that quote for me and girls? Yeah, I'm a pusher, right? I love pushing. <laughs> but sometimes couples, blah, 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 should. I'm like, stop. Who told you that? Yeah. Should according to who? Yeah, right. Like, where did, that when, where did you learn that? Where did you, you know, what's, how long has that been a part of your story? And they're like, yeah. 
oh, I guess it was this, this, and that. And it's just, I mean, it happened within just the recent weeks at work too with couples realizing we often have a template, right? For how things should be or, or ways of life like should be Uh how can we convey that to our partner if there is a difference right well I think we should see our friends once a week right and I'm the extrovert let's say and you and I are dating in this example Uh and you're like no this would probably be more opposite than anything but we're going with it (laughs) I'm like I want to see our friends you know once a week at least it's super important to me value right personality trait extroversion etc and you're like can we do once a month right you're not saying I think your value is shit and I don't want to see our friends you're just compromising right the ability to compromise is I, what I would also include in being able to build a foundation when personality traits, especially like this listener asked, are different. The art of compromise, like yeah. read communication books, read about compromise and be able to do that because there's going to be a lot of compromise involved if you have some personality trait differences, such as morning and night person, vacation preferences, ideal amount of time to have sex per week, like anything like this can really be compromised on when we think about it, as long as we communicate and don't just sit there and wish at our partner well they weren't they don't know that I want this but I'm just going to stare at them for a long time and just hope like reverse osmosis goes into their brain <laughs> or I'll gray it and make yeah, sure right? I just gets in there Charles <laughs> it X. would be nice if this happens right yeah. okay cool like make very direct kind loving requests of your partner and see if they can handle it right yeah. if they're going to be with you for the rest of your life start those conversations early and often Well, and that's why it all goes back to the very first thing you said of understanding yourself, Mm -hmm. being genuine and honest with yourself Mm -hmm. and to your partner and accepting yourself and your partner. Mm -hmm. That compromise is so key and you need to be able to to accept these things in order to get to those compromises. Mm -hmm. I think um, you gave a good example of a compromise where it's like meeting in the middle. I also want to highlight compromises can be... um, this time we really honor for, your yeah. style tit for tat in a good way like this time, time my yeah, yeah. T- yes yeah oh i so, love being able so to teach that too. in communication yeah. there's like i think 10 different yeah. ones that i go over in my program uh-huh. with my couples and it's like yeah or we'll for the first part we'll do it my way for the second part we'll do it your way yeah. when you drive you get the music when i drive i get my music there's so many different ways of compromise it doesn't yeah. have to just be 50 uh-huh. 50 yeah and i have my couples explore literally like the linguistic meaning for them of compromise because that's also a different story they're like no we are compromising i'm like the two of you don't even agree on the definition you're giving it to me in metaphorical portuguese and you're giving it to me vietnamese like so no you're not you're not even compromising on what compromise means like we have to start really fundamental (laughs) yeah well and that's a good another example of what i was saying earlier about where there's this different shoulds about how there's different ways of life like take a moment and actually like you lead your couples mm-hmm. in and understanding what does compromise mean to you mm-hmm. and then come to oh, a compromise or an understanding of what compromise could mean in your relationship. And there's different ways to go about that. Yes. I loved learning the uh, one way to look at compromise or one way to like have these, a strong foundation in relationship mm-hmm. is learning the compromise and when to be the supporter or to um, ask for support Mm -hmm. and a a couple getting really good at going, all right, right now I need to ask for 110% support right now. It's for me. I need this or getting really good at noticing my partner needs that support. So I'm going to give them 110%. Mm -hmm. It's not that you meet 50, 50 in the middle, it's this more complicated ebb and flow of right now in this moment, 
this person needs to kind of be lifted up and centered. Mm -hmm. And then in another moment, I need to ask for that. Yeah. That's hard, but that's why mm -hmm. if you talk about these things and why we're always talking about having this clear communication, knowing yourself and accepting each other, you get to learn how to negotiate, not negotiate, I want to put that word. You get to learn how to understand that right. between each other and get a good rhythm of knowing, oh, this is that moment where mm -hmm. it's time for me, my, me as an introvert to support my extroverted partner because this this party is really important to, yes. to them. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do Mine, it. Yeah. Show up. And then another day, like, you know, Hey, as the introvert this weekend, I'm so depleted. I really need to ask for 110%. I mm -hmm. really need you to understand. I just cannot go to that party with you. Mm -hmm. Whatever the case is. But communicate it and don't use it. excuses of like, Oh, this, yeah. right. Like just being yeah. direct. I think so many people think <laughs> that it's scary or it's not going to work well, or they have some sort of narrative going on in their head of like, but what if I tell the truth? And I'm yeah. like, but what if you build a whole relationship on a lie? Like, yeah. oh, isn't that so much worse? And they're like, yeah. shit, I didn't think about that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like it's not easy to be direct and be authentic, okay. but we've said this in multiple episodes, you, as, and I say this to my clients, this part, as deeply as you know yourself is as deeply as somebody else can know you. So if you are really deciding to partner with somebody and you have no clue who you are, good luck. <laughs> like, that's all I can tell you. And please do some work on yourself to show up authentically to then teach your partner, hey, these are my likes and dislikes. These are my areas, right? Like we look at the compromise bagels from Gottman, like these are my uh -huh. core needs that I can't budge on. And this is where I'm flexible, right? It's really foundational though. Like you said, respect, liking, trust, communication, how are we actually discussing the differences that we have in our personality traits? Or are we just kind of ignoring them and hoping they go away and subconsciously being like, well, they'll change once we're married. Newsflash, that doesn't. Things often get worse. <laughs> like they get worse or they stay the exact same once you get married. Things don't miraculously yeah. change once you add a couple rings. <laughs> or put another way, they get yes. more authentic. They get very real. Yeah, <laughs> like, shit gets so real. <laughs> so all of that, like, like you're joking earlier about someone who's just like, oh no, yeah. I'm not gonna really say what's yeah. going on. Like, well, yeah. when you cut to 30 years into the relationship, you're not gonna have any of that filter. You're not. It's just gonna be authentic. Mm -hmm. And if it's constructive, rock on. If yes. it's toxic, you're gonna have a lot of resentment in your relationship. So be authentic so in the beginning, learn yourself, be cool yeah. with it, and start um, having those open discussions and acceptance um, mm -hmm. of each other's differences, mm -hmm. which I want to actually go back to, because I just thought of a thing while you're sharing, um, back to that idea of like different personalities have different strengths and weaknesses. Um, if, uh, if a couple wants to build that healthy relationship after they've attuned to themselves and discuss these differences, really start putting mental effort into looking for your partner's strengths yes. based on their differences. I don't know if I'm wording that super clearly, but be very conscientious of, or, or rather be very um, uh, avoidant of only looking at the, the weaknesses or well, the perceived weaknesses. Would I negatives? have avoidant attachment if I didn't pick out everything wrong and blame <laughs> the end of the relationship on that? No, Ryan, gosh, get real. <laughs> yes don't focus on only the differences because yes. you might be missing a lot of overlap right yeah. well and this again does go back to attachment because there yeah. are certain attachment styles that will nitpick right yeah. and just sabotage the relationship mm -hmm. um for whatever reason in their head right either yeah. their other person's not worthy of them or i'm not worthy of 
being in a relationship is usually the narrative, one of the two or both, that if you are just focusing on differences, you're not really seeing where you have overlap. And that's been my thing for a while with people I work with and myself personally, and I'm sure you can attest to this a little bit once I explain it. If I'm going to not be in a relationship with you, I want it to be about us. Uh Right. And if I am going to be in a relationship with you, I'd also like it to be about us. Uh Right. Because external factors are important. Uh Do I get along with your friends, your family? You know, that's helpful, of course, Uh and sustaining. But at the end of the day, if this isn't going to work, it should be about us. Right. It should be do we match or do we not match? Not having so much external this, that. And that goes back to if you haven't done the work, that's going to really get in the way of even building a genuine foundation in the beginning. If Uh all of let's say you had never been to therapy and I've, I have been in therapy for 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot of junk on your or vice versa. If you had been in therapy for a ton of time and I'd never done it, uh-huh. there's probably going to be some stuff we notice along the way in the beginning that the more woke partner is like, well, yeah, that's because this is that. And the other person's like, huh, I never thought of it like that. Or like, nope, uh-huh. I have no clue what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Like doing the work ahead of time. If it's not going to work, it should be about because of the two of us, not any sort of as much as we can external stressors getting in the way. And I think that goes back to like you were saying, that resiliency and that ability to communicate genuinely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a good point to remind listeners of the hierarchy, which yeah. we talk about where first you care for yourself, yes. then you care the for your mask. relationship, mm-hmm. oxygen mask part, then you care for your family, or in this mm-hmm. case, your example mm-hmm. of external factors. Right. You got to be cool with yourself first before you can yeah. bring yourself to a great relationship and before you can start caring for other members outside of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Back to what you're saying. Actually, uh, you added a point about fo- instead of focusing on differences, look at where you overlap. Yes. I was trying to mumbo jumbly explain when you look at the differences, look at how that's a good thing. Like my example of how ah. we had different strengths from our personalities and how that led me into a relationship where we could um, each capitalize on our strengths. I see. Because okay. I'll be honest. That's, yeah. that's more clear yeah. for me. My brain was like, where are we going yeah. with this? Now I know. Yeah. Okay. Both are great. When you're looking at differences, mm-hmm. consider be, be aware of like, hey, why am I just noticing differences? Mm. Maybe I can look at, hey, we actually have a lot of similarities, even if some mm-hmm. of these personality things are, are mm-hmm. a bit different. Or look like when you do look at the difference, how can that really be um, a positive in your relationship? Because you're bringing together this unity so you can lean on each other. The classic mm-hmm. example of like an accountant who's married to an artist. Um, there can be some challenges in how they perceive their budget, their finances, their right. lifestyle. Well, why don't we look at great? The accountant is wonderful with numbers, might be the person to do that planning structure with the budget. And the artist is the person who might be more attuned to these experiences, this fun, mm-hmm. um, this processing, this depth of understanding in the relationship and connection. Um, and each partner has wonderful skill sets. So, mm-hmm. um, they get to kind of carry that for the relationship if partners are honest communicate and kind of agree on that in that space so just kind of a reframe of why that that those healthy uh relationships can have wonderful personality differences if you're focusing in on on aspects that help further the strength of the relationship so true yes differences can be a good thing absolutely great question as always from our listeners thanks for sending those in um, any, any last, that kind of exhausts my sort of thoughts on some tips and tricks for everyone to how to build re- healthy relationships. Be authentic, communicate, 
see the differences as potential strengths. And mm -hmm. if somebody shows you a lot of red flags, don't try and repaint them green. <laughs> that is what I would add. There you go. All right. Uh, no red flags, just paint green. I'm into it. I'm <laughs> just make the person who you want them to be in your mind and date that version of them. Come on. <laughs> it works out. I don't even need to date you. I just need to date the version of you I built in my head. <laughs> yes. Uh, episode 40. What an episode. That was good. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. Episode 40. Thank you listeners for sticking with us for this long. And uh, if you have any questions for us or you want us to answer your questions on a future podcast, shoot us an email. We are uh, reachable at, or I should say, Ryan and Talia at <laughs> couplesguidepodcast.com. Yes. I don't do too many ats in there. <laughs> or you can slide in our DMs and just search our names on Instagram and we'll both pop up. And we'll find you there. Thanks so All much, right. everybody. Till next time.